Jersey Mike's. Be a sub above. Here we go. Welcome to the Division One Southern California Prep Insider Baseball Playoff Podcast. Tommy and Les here. I can't believe I didn't trip up my words that time. I actually got it out cleanly that time. I was going to say, that's the smoothest one of the day. Great job, dude. <laughs> so the reason why I'm the smoothest one of the day, because we have two more coming out today. There's also Division Two and Division Three. Make sure to watch those to get informed on all three divisions. Here in Division One, though, we will start with Bishop Amat, excuse me, and Valencia. Yeah, Valencia comes into this game on a high note, Tommy. They beat number one overall seed Harvard Westlake last week. Let's not forget the Vikings also had to win a wild card game over Oaks Christian just to get there. Seniors Luke Chung, Lucas White, Jacob, or pardon me, Jake Biscalias, and sophomore Mitchell Torres lead the offense and play in a hitter-friendly park, which is where they'll host this game. Bishop Amat narrowly escaped JW North uh, five to four, but at this point in the season, margin of victory you know, really doesn't matter. Uh, head coach Joe Hoggett has done a great job with the Lancers, who are on a current five-game win streak. Blake Archuleta is the man both at the plate and on the mound for Amat, while seniors Michael Espinosa and A.J. Barraza put together nice seasons too. Valencia, though, just seems to be a team on a mission after those two early uh, postseason wins. Uh, and they're playing at home, puts them over the top for me in this one, so I'm going to go with Valencia. I'll go with Amat. Blake Archuleta, as you mentioned him on the mound of the plate, he pitched a couple innings in the, in, uh, the first round. He's probably good to go for this one as well. I don't know how much they're going to throw him or what the plan is with that, but I expect to see him on the mound. Uh, Valencia, I, I just think there's such a huge disadvantage in having to play that extra game beforehand. Beat Harvard-Westlake, which is amazing. It's one of those things you, you're almost scared that there's going to be a letdown, but I, I like Bishop Amat uh, here in this one. Next is Hart in Cyprus. Yeah, heartbeat low south, 3-0, beyond a strong pitching performance from Bryce Collins, a guy you highlighted last week. They should have been your, uh, fellow senior Ryan uh, Corallon going in this one. Cole Roederer, a guy we've talked about quite a bit, leads the offense, 392 average. Indians are hitting 304 as a team. Cypress beat Mission Viejo in a walk-off fashion as Noah Carter delivered the game-winning home run to propel the Centurions into the second round. But they'll be the home team once again, and that's huge for Cypress. Cypress is 13-1 since losing to NorCal Power Valley Christian back in the National Classic early last month. And with Harvard-Westlake out of the way, uh, the Centurions appear to have a legitimate shot at reaching the semi should they win this game. Playing at home is huge for Cypress, so I'm going to take Centurions to win this one. I'm going to go with the upset here. I will go with Hard Cole Ruder. I just want to mention his stats here really quickly. 392, seven home runs. Uh, Carolina is probably going to pitch a 164 ERA, 8-1 record. It'll be a good game. I just like hard. I don't know why. I just do. <laughs> Next, we got Foothills at El Toro. Oh, by the way, that was not the only walk-off home run that happened last week. We'll get to those other ones later. So, uh, yeah. congrats, No Carter. Big walk-off home run. That's something that you'll remember for the rest of your life. But there were a couple more, too. Uh, next game, Foothills at El Toro. Absolutely. El Toro got a strong outing last week from Eric Tolman and Ruth to a 3-1 home win over Dana Hills. Stone Shipman should get the start in this one as the Chargers look to advance. Foothill handled San Diego 11-5 and our dangerous team that nobody really talks about. Kyle Ashworth, the guy you mentioned last week, is the real deal. We'll have a lot of attention from uh, on him from Pro Scouts this summer. Griffin Selby, a recent Sac State committee or commit, excuse me, is a steady contributor as well. Pitching and defense has been the story for the Knights who go on the road and, in my opinion, are going to pull off the upset and win. I'm going to agree with you, too. Sean Higgins will probably be the starter for Foothill. He's got a 195 ERA. It'll be a good matchup between him and Stone Shipman, but I like 
I like Foothill. Next, uh, we've got La Mirada and Etiwanda. The reason why I prefaced the walk-off home runs, I don't think I've ever seen this before. Two teams playing each other after both winning off walk-off grand slams. I don't think that's ever happened. No, I don't. I don't. I, yeah, I, I got to agree with you on that one. Yeah, I mean, Etiwanda, Etiwanda beat Jay Sarah on a walk-off grand slam by Matthew Bardwell. La Mirada beats Woodbridge on a walk-off grand slam by Jared Jones. You know, both teams have very good pitching. Both teams have very potent offenses. Both teams also happen to have really good coaching. I mean, this game is a toss-up, Tommy. I mean, I went back and forth on this one. I just could, it was so tough. Because Jones didn't start, you would assume he would start in this one. But he threw seven innings of relief as their game went 12 innings last week against Woodbridge. He still may start this game because the game has been pushed to Wednesday to accommodate for Edwanda's graduation on Tuesday. So that's big, that extra day rest. A move, though, I think could potentially hurt the winner come Friday. Uh, in the end, though, this will come down to pitching. And I think Lamarada's depth on the mound gives them a slight advantage. So I'm going to take the Matadors in this one. And thank you for reminding me. Yes, this is the Wednesday game. Edwanda's having graduation, so the, the game's going to be a day later. I'm going to go with Edwanda just because of the fact that the Lamarada game had to go 12 innings. Uh, as you mentioned, Jared Jones had to throw seven innings. Emilio Morales had to throw se uh, five innings, excuse me. So having to burn your two guys. Yes, there's a lot of time off in between then and now, but I think that kind of wears on you. So I got uh, Edelwanda next. Orange, Lutheran, and Corona. Plus a bus ride going out to the IE, yeah, right? bus that's, ride, yeah, exactly. That's no joke going out to Rancho at that time of day. Uh, Corona, you know, they cruised to an 8-3 win over uh, Rev last week, while Cole Wynn was his usual standout self and O-Lose 3-0 win over Moorpark. Corona is just a really good team with quality depth on the mound. O-Lose should counter with sophomore Rack, Max Ratchick. Uh, a sophomore UCLA commit who's also really good. The big question for me is how is Olu going to respond to not having Zach Lou in the lineup when Cole Wynn isn't pitching? You know, that could be the, the ultimately the deciding factor because now you got to move Ratchick from, you know, the middle infield to the mound. you got to bring in a kid to play the middle infield who hasn't played a ton. You know, Corona's flying under the radar a bit as the winners of the Big Eight. You know, they get the home game here, which obviously is really big. Olu's off, offense has been a little bit worrisome at times this season. Because of that, I'm going to take Corona to pull off the upset here. Yeah, I'll take Corona as well. Uh, Jaden Kern hitting 418, three more months, for them. Isaiah Green already committed to Oregon as a sophomore, hitting 389. And I agree with you, when wins not on the mound, it kind of shifts things around for uh, for Olu, which puts him in kind of a little bit of a pickle. Uh, next, we've got Miracosta and Gar. Yeah, Gar be a good up-and-coming Chaminade team. Uh, we'll be hearing a lot about them over the next couple of years. You know, but the Gar got a really strong pitching performance from East Irvine bound Darius Garcia. Gladiators are always tough, right? And, and, you know, they're just a tough team to match up with because they're always really athletic. This year's team is no different. They also happen to be 16-2 and two at home this year. Well, they're, And one of those losses being to Harvard-Westlake. Uh, you know, they're going to host Miracosta. Miracosta got another strong outing from Christian Bodlovich. The offense provided just enough to beat West Ranch 2-1. I'd expect the Mustangs offense to get back on track where it was prior to their last game. I'm going to take Miracosta. I just think their depth is just a little bit too much for Gar. I agree with you. I think Miracosta could almost play with anyone in the country. I mean, it's a really good program out there. Uh, next, we've got South, Will South Hills excuse me, at Capo Valley. The Capo Valley went on the road and took out a very good Palm Desert team in what was a bit of a revenge game after Palm Desert knocked the Cougars out of the D2 playoffs last year. Capo Valley's playing really well and had been rolling before you know, last, the last week of the regular season that saw them lose the league title to El Toro, but it appears that their offense is back. 
I was at the South Hills Servite game last week, uh, and I saw two brilliant pitching performances, one from Brandon Dieter of South Hills. problem for South Hills is their offense doesn't necessarily help out their pitching. It puts a lot of stress on their pitchers. Uh, the Huskies are going to need their offense in a big way. They're going to beat Capitol Valley. Something I just don't think that they'll be able to do. So I'm going to go with Capitol Valley in this one. Yeah, I'll go with Capitol Valley, too. I do want to shout out um, uh, Nick Lugo from South Hills for getting the uh, walk-off single in you know, round one for those guys. So, again, lots of walk-offs last round. It was kind of crazy. Yeah, man, and, and I'll tell you what. I was there. I, got, I was able to get that on video. But, holy smokes, that I happened to be on the South Hills side. Dude, that crowd went bonkers. <laughs> well, and that was an 11-inning game, too. So, yeah. I mean, it was, dude, it was nuts. Good, good, tough, good stuff, you know. Uh, final game in Division One. It is Huntington Beach at Dos Pueblos. Yeah, Dos Pueblos won a nail biter against Newberry Park. Another walk off. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it, you know, I picked Newberry Park to win that one. I think you actually had Dos Pueblos to win that last week. You know, and, and their reward is now they get to face the number two overall seed in Huntington Beach. Right. The silver lining for Dos Pueblos is that they get that game at home. Huntington Beach hammered Vista Marietta nine to one. They got a really good outing from USD-bound junior Eddie Pell. Good news for the Oilers is it appears their offense has woken a little bit from a bit of a slumber uh, there, you know, kind of last few weeks of the regular season. Getting Josh Hunt back full-time really helps. Uh, this is a brutally long bus ride for Huntington, uh, but one they should be able to overcome. So I'm going to take the Oilers to win in advance here. Yeah, tough trip out there. Nico Martinez, the guy with the walk-off single. For those Pueblos, but Huntington Beach in this one, they're, they're too good. I mean, they, they started a little bit earlier in the season, but I think it's one of those things you kind of wake up when the playoffs come around and you kind of uh, get things going. So i got the Oilers. That is Division One. If you were looking forward to Division Two, Division Three, those videos are up here as well. Go on the Twitter. Check them out. They're available. I promise. They're awesome. Uh, Les, anything you want to add before uh, we end today? Yeah, just check us out on Twitter, at PBR underscore California, on uh, Instagram, at PBR California. We're going to be tweeting out draft spotlights leading up to the draft, which is in a couple of weeks. So every day we'll have a, a different spotlight up on a different player from California. We're also going to be releasing some uh, top uncommitted players by class here over the next uh, week or so as we start hitting the summer circuit. So check us out again at PBR underscore California, at PBR California on Instagram. All right, that is it for this round. We'll see you in the next round. Playoffs, keep on rolling.